the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. And uh, this week, join us. We have Jimmy Young from In the Weeds, which is a uh, bit different for our general uh, topics and that Jimmy also hosts uh, a broadcast, uh, but comes from a more traditional radio background, having been running interviews and as a broadcaster since 1977. Jimmy, welcome. Yeah, I guess that means I'm really old, Richard. No, really experienced. You know, there's no okay. there's no substitute for experience or wisdom. Yeah, I, I call it age appropriate. And and just for the record, uh, I spend more time on television than I did in radio in my career. Oh, of course, no, no, of, I absolutely. I know your background. Uh, I was looking at it uh, prior, and you've had a tremendous career interviewing some great figures, sports figures around the world, and. Uh, you know, have now transitioned over to dealing, you know, still doing some of that, but dealing a lot of your focus on um, cannabis and medical cannabis. How did you come to start the In the Weed show? Well, it's an interesting story. I'll try to make it quick. There's a podcast aggregation network out there uh, that is more sports centric uh, called CLNS Media and their CEO, Nick Jelso, is a friend. And we were doing a media podcast, and March 2018 comes around, the New England Cannabis Convention. And, of course, Nick says, are you going to that? And I go, I hadn't planned on it. And he goes, well, I, we need a cannabis podcast. Go down there with a microphone and do some interviews. And I go, well, I don't have a cassette recorder. What, how am I going to record this? <laughs> and, of course, he explained to me that I could actually use my iPhone if I got a certain uh, adapter, and I did. So I went down there. I walked into that convention and my eyes just lit up and said, oh, my God, I had no idea that there were this many ancillary businesses as well as the in-cannabis businesses out there. So needless to say, plenty of room for interviews. And sure enough, at that particular convention, uh, I met my current sponsor, a medical dispensary in the greater Boston area, Revolutionary Clinics. I met Stuart Zakem. Uh, there's a bridge in Boston named after his late brother, Lenny, who I worked with. And actually, he was the guy I worked with when I left my dream job as a full-time sportscaster with my own TV show in Boston for six years. I felt I was tired of just scores and highlights. I wanted to do something a little bit more impactful. Sure. So I, I left and, uh, and hung out and worked with Lenny Zakem for a while. But, um, you know, that's kind of how it all started. I was asked to do a, a cannabis podcast. And... I, you know, Richard, I don't know how to say no to people when people ask me to do things. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I've, I have that same issue a lot of the time. So, But, you know, it's interesting the point you raised and the perspective um, where you were shocked and surprised by the, all the ancillary business um, that you were exposed to relating to the industry. And, you know, th that really speaks to something which run across constantly as I'm explaining to people the business I'm in because we're a a B2B supplier to the pharmaceuticals and pharmacy-grade um, medical cannabis. But there is so much going on around the industry that isn't just growing it and delivering it to consumers. And people don't really take the time to stop and think about everything that goes into processing the flower, um, you know, be it for the flower consumption, 
extract, distillate, isolate—you know, however you want—and however it's going to be delivered. It's a huge industry around the plant that is what everybody talks about. Yeah, 100% with you on that. And I have met some of the smartest uh, people, nicest people in the business. Uh, it, it was really incredible when I started talking to the scientists and they explained mm -hmm. to me that they can actually um, they can actually change the DNA of the plant to make it a, you know, more of a relaxing thing or a focused thing or even an impotent thing like that hemp thing. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to me that they could do all this with a weed <laughs> because like I, I'm not a gardener and I'm not a very good <laughs> grower. Uh, so to me, it was like, this is a fascinating thing. And the more I know and learn about this industry and this plant and how it all works, the more fascinated I get by it. You, know, you get hooked on it. You really do. On the information side, the research side, the science. And of course, you know, it's still a very highly regulated business that's illegal at the federal level in the United States. So yep. there's, there's a lot of factors, as you know. No, there, there is a tremendous amount of factors. And, you know, the, the journey for people to discover all of the uh, applications of the plant is amazing and how little of the surface we've even scratched so far. But, you know, the, um, that power is slowly and surely moving forward in terms of discovery and learnings. And uh, you do see the U.S. because of the regulatory frameworks, you know, in, in many ways being left behind. And it's going to be interesting as, as it opens up because it's going to be the foreign supply coming in and overwhelming domestic on, on the pharmaceutical side, medical side, um, first off, and how that's going to affect the development of the industry as a whole. But intellectual property, that's a whole other area. Um, you know, as we, you know, when I looked at it, though, as your experience as a, a broadcaster working with so many sports figures over the years, you know, one thing I know from, and, you know, I think we've all been reading about how many uh, sports professionals who have dealt with concussions and the like have been uh, using cannabis to help them with uh, moderating their symptoms or, you know, as they pass through, um, a healing process. When did you first start being exposed and when did you first start? Did, did you actually notice it back over your sports career um, with the athletes who were suffering or has it really come on more recently and they've been more open about it? What they're more open about now, obviously, is the opportunity on, on the CBD side. Um, certainly, mm -hmm. uh, Rob Gronkowski, the um, tight end, former tight end of the New England Patriots, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he uh, got involved immediately with a CBD company because he used the product and it worked for him. And that was Abacus Health and uh, CBD Medic. Um, right. there, there are plenty of other athletes that are involved in ancillary businesses around the CBD side of things. Um, yet there's also um, plenty of former athletes, especially in the NFL, that are pro THC-based cannabis, too. And I give them a lot of credit. And, of course, it's a lot. I don't think anybody is going to argue that smoking weed or using weed to handle your inflammation after a workout or a game that you play, it's a lot better than opioids or a Percocet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a, to me, that's a no-brainer. And 
Look, I swear to God, I used to be an athlete, Richard, okay, when I was younger and when I was dabbling in it in the 70s and the 80s. And granted, uh, the uh, cannabis that's around now is about 10 times as powerful as it was back in the uh, much 70s, more potent, absolutely. 70s and 80s when it was more Colombian or Jamaican or Mexican based, let's just say. Uh, but it, it helped me back then too. You know, it helped me focus back then, you know, age 14 to age 30 every day. And I took 10 years off at age 30. And then I had four major surgeries after the age of 42 and back, hip twice and shoulder. And, you know, all those times the doctors wanted to give me Percocet for the pain. And I kept right. saying to them, I'm like, you know, give me five tablets, you know, give me a few tablets. I don't want to get to the point where I enjoy them. I'll self-medicate with my own medicine. Thank you very much. And I've had my medical card in Massachusetts since the inception of the program in 2013. So again, um, this stuff works. That's really the key. Um, those of uh, those who actually use the product on a regular basis recognize the benefits it has in their lives. And that's why you're seeing more athletes get more and more involved with it. Oh, absolutely. And I know, um, you know, I've used, uh, I commonly will have a, I have a topical around that I use on, uh, I have bad knees. I've had nine knee yeah. surgeries, so I've also done my sports Whoa. damage to them. Um, but you know, when I, when I want to do something and I know it's going to be a problem, I'll apply a bit of the topical and my swelling's much better and my pain's much better. And that's the sort of thing where you learn. And unfortunately, you know, the documentation and for the doctors is catching up to the knowledge that uh, is out there. But it's something which, you know, I think a lot of people know work uh, works, but uh, we're obviously still learning and having to figure out so much of the uh, the curve. But, um, you know, we have to take a break. But when we come back, I'd like to go uh, take a step back to, um, you know, some of the interesting uh, people you've met along the way and uh, some of the unexpected ones uh, relating to the industry, but also just where they could be going and things you've seen. So let's come back in a minute with Jim Young from In the Weeds. I'm Richard Zwicky. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back. So I'm uh, here with Jimmy Young, who, of course, hosted In the Weeds, but also I should highlight is uh, the lead for Pro Cannabis Media, which is a agglomeration of different sites and channels all contributing into the topic. And you recently launched also Weed Talk News, um, Jimmy, or one of your contributors did. What's the next steps around Pro Cannabis Media and, you know, the content that's being added and the perspectives? Well, again, we're always looking for pro-cannabis internet sites that are like-minded like ours and our, you know, our partners that we have um, now, one in particular, our flagship, if you will, is cannabis.net and the founder of cannabis.net is Kurt Dalton and Kurt and I have become friends over the last year. He actually used to watch my show on TV when I was on in Boston, tracked me down when he heard I was doing a podcast called In the Weeds convinced me to come on, which, by the way, was not a difficult thing to do. And the two of us have become friends. We started doing a monthly live stream, two-hour show. Uh, Kurt's been in this space now for four years. He's friendly with a guy by the name of Bruce Linton. Are you familiar with who Bruce Linton is by any chance, Richard? Yeah, no, I know Bruce. I've met him a number of times since. Yeah, of course, really good guy. We have a lot of actual uh, friends outside of the industry in common as well. Yeah, he's a really, you know what, he's down to earth. He's such a nice guy. And anyway, yes. um, so, you know, Bruce has been on our show a couple of times. We've interviewed him down in Jamaica as well. And others like Steve D'Angelo and Tommy Chong. Um, we've talked to all these people. And again, the the network uh, of, uh, starts with CLNS Media, where they started this podcast, pod, Podcast Aggregation Network, now Cannabis.net. The WeedTube is where I placed my podcast in March of 2018, because if you remember, YouTube purged their site of all cannabis um, money-making videos in uh, April of 2018 or March of 2018. The WeedTube spun off that, and I got to know Ryan Kornblatt, their founder, and that's where I placed my first podcast. And, you know, it's grown from there. So now we've got about a reach of over 10 million between three or four of these internet sites. And we're always looking for more. And ultimately, Pro Cannabis Media will create a live stream program called Cannabis Coast to Coast. And my hope for that and my vision for that and being a producer of some success uh, over the last 40 years is to give 15 minutes to each legal state around the United States and do a two-hour state coast-to-coast. What's up in uh, Michigan? What's up in Maine? What's up in Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington State, and, of course, Colorado as well? And, you know, before you know it, you've got a two-hour live stream show, and 
we launch our newscast, our weekly newscast, which is the precursor to this, obviously, on 4.20 in the afternoon Eastern time every Friday. And that's right. when we'll be live streaming. So, so I, my goal is to make it a live stream 4.20 for the four time zones <laughs> across the United States. Right. So we're always live on the air at 4.20. Get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, that's going to be a ton of content to go through as well and to keep up if it's going to be live each one. Well, They'll have to be original and fresh, right? Right. Original and fresh. And I have, you know, stringers of multimedia journalists in each one of those states. That's what I'm looking for now. Mm -hmm. And we're picking them up a little bit at a time. You know, this whole COVID-19 thing has put life on hold in so many ways. So it has allowed us a little bit to kind of step back, look at our model, tweak it a little bit, and then come forward with this program all under the umbrella of Weed Talk with Kurt and Jimmy. So that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Again, an exciting time, never a dull moment in the cannabis space, right, Richard? No, there really never is. It's incredibly fast how it's all uh, evolving and dynamic. It uh, I often place comparisons. I used to be in technology and you know, the evolution, uh, the evolutionary speed of technology in the areas back in the 2000, 2010 period. I mean, it hasn't really slowed down. It's just become more and more niche focused. But then, you know, you, you were able to handle a whole industry in an area in comparison today. And uh, this industry is very, very similar. It's so early, so nascent. Um, so, and I, I use the word immature in a, in a positive sense in terms of so much growth that is coming and happening um, and specialization is coming down the, the path. But the dynamism that exists because we're so early is, uh, is an amazing thing to participate in. And it's, it gives you opportunity of thought and opportunity of idea and opportunities of business and, you know, quite honestly, challenges that are new and exciting on a constant basis. And, uh, you know, the other effect is different from technology. I always tell people, you know, back when I did technology, I had to explain to people why they wanted my product. And in this industry, I don't. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a completely yeah. different pro problem or opportunity. <laughs> right. 100% on that. 100%. So, you know, um, you covered the 94 World Cup. And yes, you had the opportunity to interview a, you know, a lot of uh, very famous athletes during that period, some of whom have, of course, um, subsequently, um, you know, identified and been um, involved in one way or the other in the industry. Um, did you have an inkling then about directions this could be taking? Ne never. The yeah. fact that I'm in a legal state in my native state of Massachusetts, the fact that I my career goal was to become a sportscaster in Boston, and I accomplished that at age 30-something, and the fact now, you know, fast forward to the point where I'm at 62 years old, and we're talking about this on the radio where it's a legal entity. I can walk into a store either with my medical card or without the medical card and buy weed. It, it, it's mind boggling. Back to 94, though, you know, as soon as you said international audience, I was like, I got to tell my Diego Maradona story. Because, yeah, please do. Because, you know, he is probably one of the most recognized greatest soccer players of all time out of Argentina. And in 94, if you remember... He got banned from that tournament because he had a head cold and bought some Sudafed at a hotel 
in the greater Boston area. It's actually in the town that I yep. live in now, Needham, Massachusetts, which is just west of, of, uh, of Boston. And, you know, that was his last international appearance for Argentina. And it was because he had a head cold and he took some Sudafed to get rid of it. And, yep. and that showed up as a positive test. Now, they practiced at a local college outside Boston called Babson College. It's a Division three school, has a long tradition of soccer. And on lunch hours, we used to go up there and watch the national team scrimmage their youth U-17 team. And needless to say, the, the, the men killed the boys, but it was great to watch. And two things really stood out to me. One is, imagine, this was 1994. It's a little pre-internet, let's just say, right? Yep. There, there's a two dozen journalists from Argentina doing play-by-play -play of the scrimmage on their phones back to Argentina from the bleachers. It, it, it's a practice, and they're doing play-by-play. <laughs> -play. I was like, this is incredible, right? And then sure enough, at the end, everybody, you know, crowds around Maradona. And I told you the extent of my Portuguese or even Spanish is, you know, basically two words, jogo bonito. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know, but I can stick my microphone in a big pie in front of people all the time. I did it for years and I did it with Diego Maradona. I have to practice everybody crowds around them. You've seen these stories. If you're watching the Michael Jordan um, special on ESPN that these days, um, you, you see these things that... Anyway, it's a mob. So yes. I needed somebody. There was, a, there was a gentleman who was sneaking into this practice in the woods, and I spotted him. And I said, hey, buddy, stop looking like you just snuck in. You're already past the guard. Come here, come here. I said, do you speak Portuguese? He goes, yeah. He goes, can you interpret what Diego Maradona just said to me? And he looked at me like I was God. And I said, no, I swear to God, I just need you to interpret what he said. So sure enough, he became the voice of Maradona. On the oh, news story, it was yeah. a blast. And of course, I also got to uh, interview Pele too. And I still have the picture of me and Pele. And any Brazilian that I meet on the streets of Boston, I always bang out this picture and go, "Hey, do you know this guy that's with me back in '94?" And of course, everybody knows Pele. So it's kind of a cool thing. I love the game, love it, love it, love it. And yes, I'm an American who loves it. So yeah, it, it is the beautiful game. So that's, that's uh, right. absolutely and then, true. And, and Richard, I never thought in a million years I'd see weed legal in my home state. So the next thing on my hope, hope and, and my wish list is to see the United States actually win a men's World Cup in my lifetime. So the clock is ticking, let's just say. Yep. No, it's a, it's a challenge for any country to, to obtain or to achieve so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back again with Jimmy Young. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, pink, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, <laughs> you got me again. All right. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Ah! (laughs) Hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back with Jimmy Young um, talking about sports, cannabis, and the changing world. And, you know, Jimmy, one of the things, of course, um, that's transcending everybody right now is the the COVID crisis, but also the, you know, this is the first of what's going to be numerous uh, new viruses that come out and race around the world. And there's uh, many, many reasons why we're, you know, looking at more than one coming, uh, one after the other, you know, they don't mean, that doesn't mean yearly, but probably more than once every 50 to 100 years. And it, it changes our way of operating and looking at things. But, you know, in the U.S., you've had differences state by state and across Europe. Uh, every country's been handling it different. But uh, Massachusetts took a bit of a different stance than every other state with regards to uh, COVID and cannabis. What uh, what drove that? His name is Governor Charlie Baker. Okay. <laughs> and I wrote a blog about it uh, a little bit. You know, he thinks for some reason when all the other states have said cannabis business is essential to our economy and our livelihood, Charlie Baker took it upon himself to say, you know, maybe not. You know, there's always these big lines. Maybe we shouldn't be doing So he shut the door on the adult use cannabis industry literally three weeks after the first adult use cannabis dispensary opened in Boston. Now right. there were a bunch of them in the on the western side of the state, in the middle of the state, but in the city of Boston, and look, I, I, I'm going to tell you this, Richard, race plays a role in everything now. And yep. it's what the this disease has exposed in our society is sickening to me in so many ways. And yet it's here if anything, I hope we learn from this, but then I hear these horrific stories in Georgia. We don't need to get into that, but it mm-hmm. scares me. It really does scare me. All that being said, just to give you an idea of what kind of a thinker this guy is, and by the way, he was anti-weed in 2016 when question four, which paved the way for legalization when the voters voted it in by a 53 to 47% margin. It is now at 63% approval rating. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was against it. 
And he's done everything he can to retard the start of this industry. Think about it. The voters voted it in in 2016, and it yep. took four years before we got the first adult-use recreational cannabis facility in the city of Boston. And by the yeah, way, owned, owned by two African-American guys who have been successful businessmen in the city for 30 years. So it just it's so sickening to me in so many ways how what we have done to the black man in this country or people of color in this country. It's and and look what's the look what's happened to this the virus. They're getting mm-hmm. they literally are getting killed by it, right? We all are scared yes. of that. So um that's Governor Baker, but just to give perfect example, okay, because supposedly, you know, May 18th, they're going to be easing up the uh, stay-at-home orders. Uh, today, he announced that golf courses could open, and so could gun shops. Yeah. So, right, I know. We, what? Nope. <laughs> right? I mean, gun shops opening up at this point, I mean, I understand, you know, I know that's a contentious issue in the States on a continuous basis on different areas, different regions, different beliefs, but... You know, there's priorities at this time, and that should that is not necessarily or shouldn't be the top one for, I would think, many people. So that's always a surprise. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. You know. But it, it gives you an idea, again, of the thinking of what's going on here in Massachusetts. And even though you said it right off the top, Richard, we're a liberal state. I get it. We're socially progressive. I get it. we got more colleges uh, per capita in around Boston than I think than any other um state in America. And it's yet we still are are trying to deliver balance to the universe in the state. And I, I just think we're we should be way beyond that at this point in our progression as a humanity. But um I, I tend to get on my soapbox and preach sometimes, Richard. I, I don't you know I, I don't want to do that for you. No, no. I mean you know it's it's uh it's like anything with leadership though. We elect we elect people into public office, and they seem to forget they're the people's representative as opposed to they were elected to impose their personal beliefs, and uh, that's that's universal around the world, and that's what separates great leaders and people who move countries and states and nations forward is the ones who don't you apply all of their you know very private personal beliefs on everybody else, they look at and they consider what is the societal uh, direction as opposed to a minority or just them. And uh, we've seen that repetitively. And, you know, you also see it with, you know, so many different issues, but uh, it's always sad when, when a political leader puts themselves ahead of the people and uh, it's, uh, it's a lack of leadership and uh, no matter which way they portray it. But, uh, you know, I think we're going to be talking about, medical cannabis and not the uh, frailties of, of leadership. Um, but those frailties, unfortunately, are affecting how accessible medicine is to people um, around the world. And, you know, there is, like I was, I think we were chatting about, there really are two different uh, industries here. There's the adult use industry and the medical industry. And the medical industry and the adult use in some, in some groups get conflated. But you know, you've been dealing with so many individuals, you know, just look at the World Cup. There are so many people who, after the fact, they're using uh, cannabis to help with the inflammations, you know, mm-hmm. and with, you know, there's a lot of concussions in uh, in soccer or football. 
as there is in American football and hockey and surprisingly in baseball and so many others. And, uh, you know, cannabis, medical cannabis and cannabis is an amazing treatment for helping people manage through those conditions. And uh, probably be interesting to have our lineup of uh, sports, uh, retired sports uh, figures who have dealt with season uh, season and career-ending conditions and look at how cannabis may have helped them or could have helped them. Absolutely, and kept them off uh, opioids. Uh, Power and privilege corrupts. And you mentioned the word leadership. You're actually, I think we actually have leadership at this point. We have no leadership. We are as close to an anarchy right now than I've ever seen in my life. And as an American, it's the first time I've been embarrassed to be an American. I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. Yeah, well, it's a uh, challenging time for everybody. And uh, I don't think, you know, the, uh, I don't think there's too many people who would say there's been great leadership through, through this in the U.S. in terms of a a really well thought out and progressive uh, plan of action. It's been a hodgepodge and unfortunately there's been a lot of personality over substance, which, uh, you know, people's lives are at stake and that's devastating to see. We know people are going to die no matter what happens, but uh, we need to be mindful of the fact that there's, you know, we're trying to figure out, people are trying to figure out solutions, um, not worrying about elections. And uh, I couldn't care less about an election if there's nobody around to vote. Ah, good point. So, and if you can vote, please do. Yeah, people, and, and anywhere you are in the world, it's your, you know, uh, quite honestly, I, I don't think you have the right to complain if you don't vote. Um, unless you're underage, and then you should complain because we're messing it up for you. So we're out of time for today, Jimmy, but this has been a really interesting chat. I'd like to thank you for joining us. And for people who want to listen to your uh, broadcasts and check out your network, where, what site should they visit? Well, procannabismedia.com is where a lot of our stuff lives, uh, cannabis.net. Also, the Weed Tube, search for Weed Talk Live, Weed Talk News, or In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Um, hopefully something will come up and hopefully you can enjoy it and uh, learn something too because uh, I still maintain in 1937 the wrong drug was outlawed in the United States. Yep, I think everybody will, everybody who's understands will agree. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thank you right. very much, Richard. Thanks for your time today, Jimmy. And thanks to everybody for listening. Look forward to chatting with you again next week. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.